welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with Well Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. Hi, welcome to the Well Life Drive podcast, One Size Does Not Fit All. Um, it's me, Liberty, and I'm joined by my lovely friend, Kat. Hi, Kat. Hi, Liberty. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I am just reading about the next lockdown that's coming, <laughs> which is boring. Um, but um, I was really, I thought, the, well, it made me chuckle because I'm such a loser, but it was like, pubs closing at 10. And I was like, I go to bed at 10, so that's cool with me. <laughs> I yeah, also don't I, drink any alcohol, so it really doesn't affect me. I'm very selfish, and I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, seriously. There but it's up, right? the, 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 I love the way they say these things. There goes, pub closing at 10 on Thursday. So you've still got time to get really drunk for the next couple of days. That's a really good message, isn't it? Oh. It's boring. I mean, it's just like, oh, is that the best you can come out with? Is it, you know, pub closing at 10? Really, that's a load of trosh and that. Trosh. That's my non-swearing word, but um, say it, just say it. <laughs> load of trash, load of crap, load of rubbish. And honestly, I'm just like, here we go again. You know, who you, know, you haven't seen anything from them for ages, and then they're coming out tonight to tell us what we can't do again. Ah, uh, I just, but, um, I just can't believe we're still here, and it's still so, you know. I just can't believe we were ever here and that we're still here and that it's still not really, I mean, it's getting worse again. And it's just like, it's just the worst. It's the worst. I just can't believe how life used to be. I can't believe I used to complain about stuff. I, I mean, know, compared to now. If you think about it, Christmas is going to be here in five minutes. March will be here and that's a year. And you're just like, we've been in this for a year. You know, that's what will happen. This year went January, February, lockdown, Christmas. <laughs> Is there going to be Christmas? I don't know. I'm kind of excited if Christmas was just like the four of us in the house with the I dogs. Know, that's complicated. <laughs> Thanks for the taking away the complication. Yeah, no, that's, um, so that's all big news again. And it's quite funny, actually, because my husband's company were told to, come on, everybody, get back in the office <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> And then last night, no, uh, you can't go back in the office. So his boss, I think, put a picture of him crossing the bridge, going back into the office yesterday. And then Richard's like, I don't want to go back in the office. Not because of anything. Otherwise, he just quite likes working at home. Yeah. So gonna have to, I was like, I'll have to take another picture crossing the bridge again because he can't work at the office. It's oh. one day to the next. It's different. Um, oh. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, to be honest, I guess I've kind of got used to it. My life's not changing that much. I'm school run doing a bit of exercise, you know. Dog walks. Walking. Yeah. Um, but I felt really bad for my daughter, actually, because she was just really like, oh, I don't want them to shut my school. I love going to school. And, you know, it's made a massive difference for her. She's obviously, she's really grateful for the school that she's at now. It's a new school and she absolutely loves it. And she's, she said she would, she's only nine and she's in the car this morning because we have like a half an hour journey just saying how devastated she would be because she loves school and she doesn't want Boris to close the school. And yeah, and it's not really sorry for her actually because obviously they're going, they're leaving the house to go into school and they love, 
they love their friends, don't they? They love school. Well, not everybody yeah. loves everybody loves school. So it was Oh yeah, if school's a positive place, then it's 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 everything, isn't it? I mean, I absolutely loved school, but but she loves school. school. She to, she's going to your school. And it's a good school. Yeah, but it's I, an I, alternative. I, she's like, no uniform. My oh. teacher called Rosemary. You know, like, she's like, oh. we did, we drove, went around the whole thing. Doing, you know, so you know what that's like. You can relate because you went to the same oh, school with her. I loved that school. It's quite funny, actually, just quickly on that topic. When we were away in the summer, we bumped into an old school friend of mine and we went for dinner with them. And I was with my husband and his brother and, the, and all the family <laughs> and um james's brother apparently said to him god is everyone from liberty's old school like this because we were just like darling darling hugging and oh i'm just he goes they're all so bloody dramatic and I'm like, <laughs> yeah pretty much we're pretty much all like this yeah um it's a pretty crazy school but we just oh it's just the best ever i just think that school is so important for their mental health, yeah. for our mental health. Yeah. Um, my kids are vastly improved from what they were um, in the summer. And as much as they would say, we love being at home, the, uh, the improvement in them, with, with, they probably wouldn't even notice themselves. But from my point of view, school is a positive uh, in, in all aspects of being a child. And, 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 and you can see it coming out of, of them in every way. Um, so that's why I want to, want to keep them there. It's just so important. I will say, I will say thank you to the six rule though, because it's got me out of a eight boy sleepover. <laughs> this weekend. So I'm like, I'm so sorry, but only three of them can come. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, thank God. Oh, it's going to be like a night of no sleeping. So that's cool. Well, the other oh. thing I was reading today in the paper actually was that there was um, a model 58 called Debbie Island who was in the paper today because she looks really youthful but she says it's down to an anti-inflammatory diet and I was thinking about this so she doesn't eat any sugar no dairy no alcohol so I'm good on the dairy I'm good on the alcohol sugar is still something that I'm toying with it's not bad it's not bad that, I do have a little yeah. again so I was thinking about like growing old gracefully you know getting into your 50s in a really good way um and so it kind of leads us nicely onto somebody we're going to be talking to today doesn't it really yeah we are very excited to be speaking to someone we've known for a while um her name is Mickey Monroe and she's from activepadder.com Mickey hi hi there ladies good morning how are you? Good morning, it's the afternoon. Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. And I totally agree with everything that you say. My youngest, who's 16, has just gone back to school. And last year, he was like, I hate school. They're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> so super happy to be back. And in the mm. morning when I go out, um, I, and I see all the kids, local kids around, they just look, as you said, Liberty, so much happier are just overall the overall feeling and it's lovely to see them looking happy going to school it's a hundred percent they that they cannot close the schools again can't happen no. it's can't so happen. unnatural yeah can't happen my son's just gone into first year of a levels after six months off wow. and he's about to jump into a levels i mean how that's going to work out i have no idea but I don't think that this is the time right now to put pressure on the kids, no. it's putting pressure really on the schools and the, how they're going to support your kids. You've That's incredibly. Three, you? 
Pardon, Kat? Sorry, you've Sorry. got three sons, haven't you? I have, yeah. My oldest, he's 25. Uh, he's actually in the fashion industry, clothing production industry. Oh, wow. uh, my middle son, he's 22. He's just, he graduated last year from film school. And so he is, um, he's actually making his own short film now. He was making a short film uh, earlier in the year, but for all the reasons that we know that didn't happen. And it's been a pretty uh, rough ride for him. I think that that age group, you know, the cracks are, I don't think we've even really seen how deep those cracks are. You know, and actually we ended up doing quite a lot of yoga together. Yeah, and that's really good. Bike rides. Just as a way for me as a parent, you know, to just keep his morale up, just to keep him feeling, just to look after, like you're saying, Liberty, his uh, mental well-being. Mm. And so that was, a, that was something that we did together, which was really nice. And we had the opportunity to talk. And there were, there were positive things for me, like my relationship with my 16-year-old son has been great. It's now a better relationship than it was before the lockdown because we've spent so much time together. Yeah. And, you know, it's all our, um, as a parent, you just try to make your house the most positive space as it can be so that there's just a positive vibe in your universe yeah, yeah i totally agree and i feel the same yeah. about my family and i think if you've already got the foundation of good relationships it just made it much better yeah um i would yeah. say like you know i've got a son he's much younger i mean he's just about to turn 12 actually but mm -hmm. just spending time with them was you know it's been and i did i do miss them going back to school although i do think it's really good for them i mean he makes me laugh now he is funny i'm and I feel like they've grown up a little bit. I like that the language has got yeah. a bit. Yeah. I think it's my fault for just showing them probably older age Netflix movies <laughs> or something. But, um, well, it's just I mean, a I mean, for everyone, hasn't it? And every, every age group, every demographic has their own like journey and things that have affected them. But I think that, you know, it's really, really important that you don't let that negativity that energy of the negativity of the whole situation that's going on right now, don't absorb that into yourself. You know, don't take that on and don't give it too much um, airtime in your own personal space because mm. it's about keeping your vibe going. Boris Johnson, for example, you know, you getting all uptight and all upset about what's going on is not going to affect what he's no. doing. And as a parent, it's about, you know, it's our job to look after that little universe of our little people. Yeah. Even if they are still 25 and uh, six foot four. <laughs> still, it's still, you know, it, it, you know, we did lots of nice things like have afternoon teas and stuff like that um, together over the, over the lockdown and just, yeah, try, try to create a positive energy around yourself and your family and your neighbours and stuff. Then are your bigger kids still at home with you? No, only the little one lives with me. Oh. The other two. But we all live in a, in a mile radius of each other. So oh, that's so with, lovely. We got to see each other over the lockdown. They came around and took the dog out and stuff like that for a walk and stuff. Ah, oh, so you're all really close. We are super close. It's really, really nice.
It's nice. I'm amazed when you say that you've got boys that old because I'm not even kidding. I wish people could see you right now. <laughs> you look about as old as your oldest son. My soft focus uh, lighting. I don't think so. I always make sure soft focus lighting. <laughs> You obviously take care of yourself, Mickey, and um, I want to know your secrets. How do you take care of yourself, and and um, what what does what's it like to be Mickey Monroe? What's patter patter? What's active patter about too? Um, I my business active patter is just really a manifestation of all the things that I really all the skills that I have and also all the things that I'm really interested in. When I turned, I used to, I've been in the fashion industry since I was 17. Right. And I've done lots of different things within that. And I love the fashion industry, I think it's great. And when I was made redundant two years ago, I took that as a sign from the universe uh, that um, I, as an, and an opportunity to change my life. And to mm -hmm. do something, you know, to do something that had a positive impact on the people around me and that positive impact. If you're around people that are well and happy, you're well and happy. So mm -hmm. I looked at that as an opportunity. You know, I've been um, practicing yoga for 25 years. I, um, I've been practicing macrobiotics for 30 years. Wow, that's amazing. And I also have been in clothing production business for um, about 20 years. So I put, when I was made redundant, I put all my cards on the table and I looked at them and I thought, right, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, that's how Active Pada came around about. Active Pada, the business is actually called Pada, which in Sanskrit means the pathway. Okay, so the four pathways. Four pathways. And one of the pathways, the four pathways to ultimate well-being. And the active path is one of them. Because I'm very, very believe. And you know what? I actually, I actually can say that I really, really believe in what I do. I live it. I live yeah. it. And uh, I really, really believe that people need to live more active lives because it's through activity and movement. We're designed to move mm. through activity and movement that you get, you know, you obviously get the sort of chemistry release, but also the feeling of energizing, you know, releasing your spirit. To be spiritual is to have breath, to, to live is to breathe. And by acting, you know, having healthy breath, you know, you're going to live a healthier life. Yeah. I like that you say, um, so you've been doing yoga for 25 years and, you know, your macrobiotic diet for 30 years, but you say that on turning 50, that really changed your life in a dramatic way. What does that mean? Because I realized that the future was smaller than the past and that uh, I was going to work on a Monday and wishing it was Friday. And I was thinking, I haven't got that many Mondays left. I know that sounds really dramatic, but it is that midlife crisis sort of thought process where you go, hang on a minute. I actually wish my life away by doing that. Mm -hmm. And I'm 50. 
I'm halfway through. I'm going over to the other side. And I don't want to do that anymore. There must be another way. And, you know, that, that, that I just thought there must be another way. And I actually, I know I said it was redundant, but I, I, I actually think that, you know, part of me manifested that mm. on myself. And I wanted it to happen. I wanted to leave my job, but you know, like lots of things, it's like golden handcuffs, isn't it? You've got a mortgage, you've got a wage that pays that mortgage, you've got three children, da 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 da, and you're in that you're in that trap. And I think that what's happened, you know, now in the modern culture, the trap's been, you know, the trap's open, isn't it? Mm. You know, the 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 rat wheel's broken, doesn't turn yeah. around anymore. So we have to do something else. We have to do something else. But um, I but the and also that I really really believe and I live like that that the answers are already there. You just need to find out how to how to unlock them. So you've had a really interesting career though because you started at seventeen as a model, didn't you? Yeah. But I your did. last job was you were a commercial director for a handbag yeah. company so you've had quite an array of different jobs Do you want to tell us about when you're because you still model actually don't you yeah i um well after i turned 50 and i thought about what could i do and as i was coming up up to, and i was kind of in that zone around that time i was thinking of what could i do and i knew about i could see the sort of rise of the older model and and i also feel really strongly about the way that women are represented in the media in any shape form or fashion and i was like i said to, i was saying to friends when do you think i could go back to modeling and they were like yeah of course you could and i was kind of oh and then i contacted one of my old bookers from way back in the day and i said do you think i could go back to modeling and he was like of course you can darling <laughs> and um he said i could introduce you to this i could do that and i was like oh okay and so but i decided that um if i wanted to go back um you know i would go for it so i rang my old agent storm and i rang up this is quite funny i rang them up and the girl, girl answered the phone she was like oh. and i said oh can i speak to sarah sarah Dukas, who owns it because i know her because when i was at storm storm was a small agency um and uh I think Kate Moss had only just joined or something like that. And she yeah. was like a big chat. And uh, um, we were in a little agency off High Street, Ken. It was all, it was quite small. And um, so I rang up, I go, can I speak to Sarah? And she goes, she's busy. I said, all right, can I speak to Simon? That's Sarah's brother. And uh, she was like, he's busy as well. Who's calling? And I said, uh, oh, my name's Mickey. And I used to be a model there in the 90s and I want to come back. And she went, oh, I said, what's her? I said, what's, uh, can you give me Sarah and Simon's email? And I'll drop them an email. And she went, yeah, of course, do. sent them an email. And I put in the subject line, Mickey, still got it, baby. <laughs> and I hadn't spoken to any of them or in that industry for 25 years. Oh, my goodness. Um, because I was 25 when I left and uh, I put in there higher da 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 I know it's been 25 years <laughs> but, um, uh, you know I was thinking um, I want to change my life and I want to go back to modeling and you're the best so I want to come back to you and I put a little synopsis about what I've been doing I sent the email 
and Simon emailed me back. He goes, we'd love to talk to you. What have you been up to? Oh. I was like, so I thought, right, I better get some, I better get some pictures done. I was on the phone. I was like, that, ah! So I got, got, got some of the friends, some to do some pictures. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I like those pictures. And because I was looking at myself, you know, 25 years later, I was thinking, man, I look old. Because I was comparing the face of the 50-year-old to the face of the 20-year-old, you know what I mean? Right. Because it was like, I was in the same thing and I was like, wow. Anyway, I thought, right, what the hell, I'll send this picture in, in advance of going in there. And uh, they emailed me back, said, come in on Thursday. And I was like, whoa, this is it, Mickey, you're off, you're off, you're off, you're off. And I go into Storm. And I thought, oh, what shall I wear? What shall I wear? Anyway, oh, I'm dry my hair. Oh, there's some makeup on. And uh, anyway, I thought, no, do you know what? I'm just going to go in. I'm just going to go for it. Nothing yeah. ventured, nothing gained. So what? If they say no, they say no. But I was thinking to myself, they're not going to say no. Because if they were going to say no, they would have said no already. Yeah. Um, and just, all, I always go, whatever I'm about to do something, I always just go for gold. You know, I just go, no, do you know what? If it doesn't work out, then that's okay. But at least I gave it a go. So I go in there, receptionist, who's a, younger than my son. Um, <laughs> it's like, she's looking at me like this. You're thinking, what is she doing in here? This big white coat. I was wearing this big white coat. And um, I goes, oh, um, I'm here to see Simon, your boss. And uh, I go, I'm here to see Simon. She goes, okay, sit there. And sitting there in the reception of this agency that's all like super super flash you know like the storm offices there's all these super super gorgeous not like it was when you were 17 uh, it was all like slick and it's all polished and everything um and um simon comes out and he goes mickey like this and i was like hi and the, the receptionist is looking at me like who is this you know <laughs> hilarious and so it was really, really nice. It was like time of just, you know, when you know so. And we had a big long chat about what the industry's like now and how it's all changed. And I said, listen, Simon, I'm not the only person turning 50 this year. They are, we are not like the 50 year olds. There has never been a generation of 50 year olds like there is now for yeah. women. Yeah, and, you know, I look in a magazine and I see anti-aging cream on a face and I go, well, obviously it looks good. Let's see how that looks on me and let's see what it looks like. So there's, you've got this very young 16, 18 year old girl who's absolutely gorgeous and perfect. Or you've got this very old uh, woman and uh, who's got grey, not that it's just a lot older because so you've got two extremes you've got this very very young and you've got this very very old but there's nothing in the middle and i said yeah. that's me i'm the middle and he was like that wow <laughs> and he goes so he gets the head booker in and he goes she goes tell her that and she goes well she goes yeah she's got a point and simon goes wait there i'm gonna put you in the meeting room and i want you to tell all these people what you've just told me oh my god so i go in the meeting room and uh, they all come in all the dead young bookers they're all they're all very cool and this and that and i go listen i'm not a housewife that wants to be in a magazine i'm telling <laughs> you that this is a trend and i'm very rarely wrong 
this is happening and did it and you know all these things holidays i still go on holiday i still buy cars i still buy makeup i still buy this so buy that but that's not represented in a magazine i yeah. i'm not I, i'm not young but i'm not old mm. i'm not that definition of age and that th there's a whole marketplace out there um that is is it is missing and but you're life experienced aren't you i think as well yeah 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 and so um if that was that and simon said to me they were all like that who is this so i've who seen you in a tv advert haven't i yeah 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 I've just done another big advert that's coming out very soon which i'm sworn to secrecy it's the Ooh. best christmas ad so just think about that Ooh. Ooh. that's christmas. exciting so I love that's exciting. Um, uh, so I go away and Simon goes, look, it's a business, we'll give you a ring. I go, yeah, of course. So that, I was all cool as a kid. I was like, yeah, sure. Another. And <laughs> Whatever. He rings me, he goes, you're back. You're <gasps> back on the main board. And that's how it all started. How? So, that was that. so I was like, right, brilliant, blah, 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 blah. But I think that I underestimated uh how hard it was going to be how hard it was going to be because essentially i was breaking a mold yeah breaking a mold and the the situation and it's still it's still it's still it's still not cracked because essentially what the problem is is that um a huge part of advertising in media is run by men. Mm -hmm. And when men go like, right, well, we want, we want an old person. What men think as an old person is someone who's got gray hair and lots of wrinkles. Mm -hmm. People say to me, you look 35. I go, I don't look 35. This is what 50 looks like in 2020. That's the difference. Yeah. Is that it's not and it's not because i don't have wrinkles or this or that or the next thing it's because it's a state of mind it's a state of being you know whenever well you are you you know like i said to you in the beginning i what i do now i live that life and i've made it my um passion to share that with others i love like i was saying to someone the other day i love converting people <laughs> yeah. to to like, your skin like, and everything looks amazing yeah but it's because um i because i do i do honestly live that life i i've been practicing macrobiotics when i first started practicing macrobiotics and i went on a three-year i'm actually a qualified macrobiotic practitioner um course to while i was modeling actually in my early 20s because I was so into it and I saw what a difference it made to my life. And I was totally, I've always been really, really switched on to that sort of stuff. So you for know, somebody who doesn't know what that is, can you just explain how, how it works? It's macrobiotics means to live the large life. And it's basically about eating um, within, for example, I wouldn't eat pineapples in December. It's about tuning your body to 
the world that you're living in and the season that you're living in and not, um, you know, living. Uh, so you're living in the season. You're also um, the macrobiotic diet. It's, it's different to the yogi diet, but the similarities are that it's all natural. You know, everything I, I rarely eat uh, anything that's pre-made. If I go into town or something like that, I never go to Pret-a-Mot or any of those places. I never eat packed, pre-packed foods. And I'm very, very conscious. Another thing about macrobiotics is that it's all about the energy of your food. It's What's not a typical dinner look like? <clears throat> it's not necessarily, for example, um, people might think, if they're listening to this, think, well, you know, I can't afford to buy organic uh, foods and this and that and the next thing. But what 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 is the most powerful thing about macrobiotics is the, the energy that's going into the food. And it's about cooking with love. You know, like when the, when your mother prepares a lovely meal for you, it almost doesn't matter what it is. You just enjoy it because all her love and care has gone into making that food for you and she's made it especially for you yeah and that is what and you're consuming that energy that's gone into the food you're consuming that energy and that energy is life it's all about key because it's very kind of japanese um creative macrobiotics key meaning k-i like prana energy and it's about so the energy inside that you're consuming about the place that you live the people that are around you because they're transmitting energy towards you and um so it's about that and i so i very very i'm very fussy about where i eat as well as what i eat because i never i don't want i'm very conscious of the person who's making my food and I never eat in a place where I don't think that the chef really is caring about the food that he's preparing. And that's in a lot of places. And actually, um, you know, the whole story about, well, we all know what the story is about restaurants, etc. right now. But actually, you know, I think that the upside is that we should be preparing more food at home and putting mm. more love and care. And that going out to a restaurant is not going to somewhere where there's things are just being made on a uh, conveyor belt. You know, going to a restaurant where someone, uh, you know, where it's a big thing to go to a restaurant, you know, it's a big treat to go to a restaurant and for someone to prepare food for you is a big thing, you know, mm. so, um that's that's really what the essence of macrobiotics is it's about not it's not just about brown rice and lentils it's actually about so much more than that it's so much more than that it really is it's like when i make coffee and i'm not saying that i'm like the most fabulous person in the world but this is just an example when i make a coffee for someone I put a lot of attention into the coffee. I measure out the water, I put the coffee in, I put it in, and I think about that coffee and focus on it. And I make the best coffee that I can for that person because otherwise don't bother making the coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Otherwise don't bother. 
Well, and that kind of ties in with your care, and that goes out to everything that I do. Yeah. I put attention and care into it because I think a lot about the people who are going to either consume that if it's a food substance or whatever, or consume like even a yoga class or something like that. That you know, you've got the opportunity to really, really help people uh, in their lives, and that's that's a lot what I do. That's why I teach a lot of one-to-one um yogas because i really really want to help people um you know get to the other side and to understand that yoga is not an exercise class yoga like microbiotics is not just a food it's a lifestyle it really really is and if you want to live a really really great life in my opinion those are two fundamental things Welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with Wellife Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. You um, attribute yoga with um so much in terms of shaping your life and i I appreciate that um but as someone who i haven't given yoga as much time and attention as i should have done and it really is something i'd like to embrace um but i understand that it is something that physically and particularly mentally gives you that space just to be and um is that something that that you relish having something do you feel it's something for well, yourself? that's exactly what it does do because you know to understand um here's an example um when you get up in the morning say you get up in the morning and you've got certain tasks or things on that you're, you've got to do i've got to do this i've got to do that and what often one can do is start a negative um negative sort of thought processes around that task yeah right. And what, and you're starting to go, oh, oh, right, well, I'll do that. But then what if I don't have the time? And then negative, negative, negative seeds are already springing in the mind. And when people say to me, I don't have the time to do yoga. Well, you seem to have a lot of time to sit around and think negative thoughts. (laughs) I bet you, I bet you, you spend more than 20 minutes a day thinking about that task and all the negative things that could go wrong or it's this or it's that or what if I do get this what if this happens what if that happens what's the next thing and you're saying that you don't have time to do yoga yeah you have a lot of time to do that but what you could do is just do a yoga practice go online go to a yoga school go go for a run around the block go out take your dog out go for a walk do that for 20 minutes because through this movement because what we do is we lock in negative thought processes seeds those 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 that negativity gets trapped in like our in our cells it's it gets physically trapped in our cells and we can't release it without exercising and it's about understanding it's like meditation what meditation is it's for you to understand who the i is who am i i am not the thoughts i am not the emotions 
Mm. I am the spiritual self and I am the breath. And to understand that is about unlocking a whole different thought process. It's unlocking a whole different thought process. And that's why I know probably lots of people that know me really well are probably rolling their eyes right now, going, here she goes again. <laughs> but it's because I, 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 I can only reiterate my experiences and I've been doing it a long time. Yeah, you have, you really, uh, what I seem to like about you is that when you say you're going to do something, you do it and you stick with it because not many people do. Like I've had lots of people who've done a macrobiotic diet, but they've done it for a month. Yeah. And I've had people, you know, like I love yoga. I don't do it. I do it like once a week. I don't do it like all the time. It's part of other yeah. things I like to do. But yeah. Yeah. I think with you, when you generally stick to something you say you're going to do, which is, which is actually really rare because people like to dip in and out and try these things, but they don't necessarily, but you've got that, I've been doing it for 25 years. And you're like, ah, well then, you know, if you've been doing it for 25 years, you definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because I either do or I don't do. Trying is a word with no energy. You know? So just to bring people back to where you have had kind of turning points though, and what you've overcome, do you want to kind of just tell people what you have overcome to, you know, to get to where you are today? Because you've got three lovely boys and you were married, weren't you? Yeah. But you have a happy divorce? No, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the thing, um, I mean, things, things that you overcome, um, a lot of those things that you overcome, uh, when you look back on them, you realise that it, you, that, that you, you it takes two to tangle, doesn't it? When 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 one has um, stumbling blocks or um, obstacles, you know, like what you're saying, that which are things when you look back on them, you go, oh, what, you know, how did you get over that one? And um, so that, but a lot of those stumbling blocks, as I got older, I realised that I created those myself, and it's like a drama. Um, like a divorce essentially is just a big massive drama no matter how you, you look at it um that you know those dramas when i look back in it um you overcome it's almost like you've got to go through the drama it's like order out of chaos isn't it you've got to go through this drama to get there but as i've got older i realize that i don't have to go through the drama you know that I don't, and, and someone said to me the other day, um, what happens if you argue with somebody? And I said to them, but I don't argue. Mm. I don't argue about it. If somebody- You used to argue. Probably, yeah, probably. Right. Probably I did. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I probably, I mean, I think that um, I'm not one of those people who like loves to argue or, or or I love to push back on that because I hate when people push back on me but um I probably did argue because I think a lot of the time when one is arguing you're not really listening yeah you're, you're just you're just trying to push your point on someone else and they're trying to push that on you so it's just like two conflicting forces and and because no one 
is really prepared to listen, either party's prepared to listen, you're just going bang, 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 bang on each other. And that's what we call an argument. But it doesn't really get anywhere, you know. Um, but stumbling blocks, um, I guess probably many of the stumbling blocks that one really comes across in their life, uh, there's financial stumbling blocks. I had to sell my house to release money to create this business. You know, I sold my house. But I, again, I didn't really look at it as a stumbling block. I just woke up one day and I thought, being made redundant, I wanted to change my life. You know, I'd gone back to Storm. I was like, all right, I've got this modeling thing off the ground. Then I want to go do this business. I want to get this active wearing this yoga thing off the ground. I want to do this. And I want that. It all costs money. Yeah, of course. When you make a product, it's going to cost money, isn't it? You know, you, you, it all costs money. You can't just wake up one day and go, do you know what? I'm 50. I think I'm going to change my life. And boom, it's changed. Mm. You've mm. got to, you've got to work yourself through processes and look like you say, Kat, stumbling blocks or things that you know problem solving as you go along the way and one of those problems in that first year was how am I going to finance this you know I was like Whoa. and I just woke up one day and had a total light bulb moment and I thought I'm going to sell my house <laughs> and did you talk about it with your kids two days later uh, my oldest boy was living with me who's 25 now my middle son, he was at university and my younger son. And I just got up that morning and I thought, I'm going to sell my house. And I rang my best friend and I said, I think I'm going to sell my house. And she said, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I rang my dad and I said, I think I'm going to sell my house. And he went, I don't know why we didn't think about this before. That's perfect. Uh, idea. And I said to my oldest son, I said, look, Che, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to go and get a flat. So you're 24. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been talking about it for ages and now it's time for you to go and he was like oh because I had to downsize I had to sell the family house so two days later the estate agents round three months later I'd moved wow third person that came to see it bought it and uh I moved to here to this flat now and it was the best thing that it's the best thing that I did not only the best thing because it gave me the money to finance my new life change yeah it gave me the money to do that and I couldn't have done it without it because you can't start a business without finance no. you can't you can't reset without finance because to reset you've got to be able to step away from it and go there's a lot of thinking that goes into launching a new business you know that that thinking planning I mean just to even think about the name I was like I've got this idea for this business da, 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 da. took me ages to get the name you know and um you know it's like when you're you're having a baby and you're pregnant and you're going oh what's the name what's the name what's the name and then suddenly <laughs> it just comes isn't it like two days afterwards so uh, so the finances I think for especially for women, you know, finances. A lot of women end up staying in unhappy relationships and marriages because of finances, because they don't have the money to move. But what I would say to that is there's always a way. There's always a way. There's a way of doing anything. There's a yeah. way of doing anything. And I totally, totally believe in that. There's always a way. And 
you know, if you don't believe in yourself, how can you expect other people to believe in you? So how long have you been divorced for now? Uh, 12 years. 12 years. And you, you got together quite early, did you, when you first? I married, I met my ex-husband uh, back in the rave days. <laughs> At a rave? <laughs> At a rave, yeah. He was friends of these other ravers that I knew. And, uh, we became friends. We became friends and then, you know, got together. And, you know, I mean, I, I loved being married, actually. I think marriage is brilliant if it works because there's this lovely bond. Yeah. There's a lovely feeling and it sounds a bit, it sounds a bit naff, the feeling of security, but it is a lovely feeling. And, and I think the lovely thing about marriage is you become one, you know, you become like a unit mm. and that's when it's working, you're a unit. And when it, when that unit breaks, that's when it's, you know, it's over. No. it's like when you're with your your family you know well it is for me because i have a lovely family where we are one you know we're one unit we belong yeah. together we'll always be together and it's 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 like that when you're married and i i i did love being married i loved it i loved it i loved him i loved it i loved the whole family thing but i'm very much a sort of person that if something's not working i'm like I'm brave enough to make big decisions, big mm. decisions. And I can feel that. People say, oh, one thing I can't stand is when people say to me, oh, well, it's all right for you, Mickey, because you're going to, I, I am where I am because I have made brave and courageous decisions in my life. Mm. And that's, you know, like you're saying a stumbling block, that is a stumbling block is to get to the point where you realize that you're going to have to make a big, brave decision here to get to the other side. And when you make, once that decision's made, there is that massive sense of relief mm. where you realise that, um, you know, it was a bit like when I was made redundant and my ex-boss said to me, I'm going to have to make you redundant. It was like a massive sense of relief because I knew that something was going to happen and I, and it, it was like and that's almost like when you know you've made the right decision is that relief where you don't yeah. go like, oh god you just go kind of yes i can do this now for lots of people um probably me included i would say i'm, I'm a self-doubter do you think that that kind of courageousness has come through the way you've chosen to live or do you think that's something that was innate maybe something you've watched I know you have a strong family your, your parents really inspired you do you think you've always been that brave courageous person you know you've got to break some eggs to make an omelette kind of you know break it all down to build it back up again or do you think you've learned that through your own teaching well I moved to London when I was 17 and I did not know one person not even one zero so when i think back of that now i think that that was a big brave courageous decision yeah that was a big brave courageous decision and i think that there's probably you know it's part of your personality and mm. definitely part of the support system that you have behind you you know it's like us as parents we we you know for me and i i think i said that to you before one time when I had gone 
I'd moved to London and I'd gone back to Glasgow for the weekend and I was walking through the centre of Glasgow. I think with my, um, with, it was with one of my parents, I think it might have been with my mum, and we bumped into, this was like quite, this was in the early days, and we bumped into one of my, my English teacher, and my English teacher said, um, he said, the great thing about you is that your parents gave you wings to fly. Oh my God. And that's where that comes from. And I always, and I always think about that. And that I thought that's why I put that my parents are my biggest inspiration because for me, that's what I want to do for my children. I mm. don't want to hold them down. And when they decide that they, you know, that they need to go or they want to do something, they will do it. And they are brave and courageous as well in themselves because of they've been brought up in, a, in an environment which is nurturing but it's not controlling you yeah know, you're not i'm not gripped onto them mm -hmm. you know and i guess that's probably why i love stuff like yoga and macrobiotics because it's a bit like that it it, 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 it sits around that kind of mindset where an idea of not being attached like when I was selling my, my, my house, you know, there were friends saying to me, oh God, but you're not going to miss that lovely house. And I was like, no, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. This is the right move for me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to move. And of course, all the things that you love, you were taking with you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going, I'm ready to move. I'm not attached to stuff like that. I'm not attached to stuff like that. I'm a, I love change. I love, I love that. I love that I live in um, a world where things are always changing. I've always got my foot in the accelerator. You know, <laughs> I've always got my foot in the accelerator um, because um, I love to, you know, just let's go for it. Let's yeah, it. it's an exciting life. It's yeah. the way you see the world, isn't it? I remember yeah. a few weeks ago, I was talking to my sister-in-law and I guess in a similar way to you, we were saying, you know, what if it might, it's my husband's, um, my husband's brother's wife. And we were like, what if the boys lose their jobs? And she was like, well, then that's exciting. I mean, the possibilities are then endless. And I was like, are you crazy? But then <laughs> I, took a, I stepped back from that and I thought, she's right. This opens up all the kinds of things that people never thought about. Maybe they never thought about doing other things. And her way of seeing the world was completely different to my way. I think there's so much to learn from people like you, Mickey, and people like my, my lovely sister, Sarah, who just, you see the world differently. The world is full of possibility. And, and, yeah. and I, I love that. I love that yeah. about you. It's and I think that's great. such a gift to give your kids. If you can make your kids, you know, give them those wings that your parents give you, that's beautiful. I love hearing that. Yeah, because I think the thing about it is, and what's very apparent right now, is um the encouragement of fear to be afraid yeah you must never be afraid you know you must be live the life of an adventurous because you know life is to be cherished and it can be it can be just snatched away from you just like that and you know so every moment matters every every breath every moment in yoga, um, we the belief is that uh, you only have a certain amount of breaths. And therefore, if you slow down your breath and your breathing, you live longer. Mm. Rather than hyperventilating, becoming right. a nervous wreck. 
Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people do shallow breathe and they don't realize it actually. And, you know, we should take it much more seriously than we do. I don't think a lot of people just walk around unaware of even thinking about it, don't they? Exactly. And so that's, um, I know um, it's a roll your eyes moment again, but that is really why. We're not rolling our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's rolling their eyes. Podcast, no one knows. No one knows if we're rolling our eyes. But um, I think um, that uh, really, yeah, like, uh, like that breath and spirit are inherently linked and to be spiritual is not about you know wearing clothes that look like they're on a market stall and going around chanting om all the time or as my guru says sitting around in a room with your eyes closed to be spiritual is to really invite and activate your spiritual self and that is your breath and that can only be done through breath work pranayama one of the limbs of yoga so where is your guru you mentioned your guru who is your guru and where is your guru he's in india he's an indian mystic and how did you meet him um because i go to india to um to do yoga training and actually you know, you learn so much from so many people, don't you? You know, so many people and that's where I really learned that you have to give in order to receive. I know that sounds a bit, and I take that attitude to my business that you have to give in order to receive. You know, you 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 have to, you can't just expect everything to come to you all the time. You have to you have to help other people as well. You know, so yeah. So and as an entrepreneur in this business, though, as you're saying, give to receive, this is the first time you've had your own business. Like, no, I've had my own business before my ex have. What else have you done? Clothing production. Okay. We had a clothing production business in the mid-90s, mid to late-90s, when there was a very, before the internet, basically, just before yes. the internet when we were all using faxes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I always use this analogy. Back in the day before the internet, like the fashion season, the catwalks, it was a secret world. No one knew what was going on. No one knew what the trends were. No one could copy what was oh, yeah. happening on the Gucci catwalk before Gucci had it out because it was, a, it, was a, it was a sacred world. It was secret, you know, it was secret. And when the internet came out, it completely, um, that was worse than the pandemic was the internet because people, it completely changed the way that people perceived and communicated. And um, we had a production company at that time. And it was, it was uh, the, the change that happened to our customers because uh, the high street changed. That was the beginning of the boom on the high street because mm. Topshop, who, who used to be the king of the high street, they, when they had their big heyday, was because the internet came out, the catwalk was on the internet, people saw what was going on behind closed right. doors and they copied it. Mm. They got it out. They got the catwalk trends out quicker than the, than the actual one. And it changed 
the, the whole industry. It changed the whole industry and it was a nightmare. Well, suddenly it all became accessible to everybody, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, did. the copies, everything, everything just suddenly, it didn't matter. You could have everything. But I feel like at that time, the magazines all reflected that. Because at one time you have like Pop Magazine, which was really cool. And only a few people would buy into that. And then suddenly all the magazines that just came out, you could have, you could have it all. It didn't matter yeah. to be different anymore. Everybody could have that bag, whether they had yeah. it real or fake. Massive, or massive or boom in communications and uh you know and and things like blogs and stuff like that and there were a lot of people that sort of thought this is never going to catch on this is never going to catch on boom yeah you think about that and what that was 25 years ago i know it's crazy ago. isn't it yeah, it's quite i crazy. remember when that all came out i remember like um a friend's sister who was one of the first bloggers and she was like, oh, I'm going, uh, and journalists, because I used to work in publication. They were so upset with bloggers, you know, like, know. what, who are these people? We've been studying for years and suddenly everybody's yeah. writing now. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember wow. getting the first edition iMac when it first came out, the blue one. And I thought the that this back. was, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was the absolute bomb. I thought I was like, brilliant. I was like, oh my God, look at this. But the brilliant thing about that was that was the first like whole computer that you could have at home that was like a bit of furniture because it was all style, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, um, Part of your trendy flat look. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was like, look at this, man. And your phone. And also, it helped people um, get the internet into their homes. Yeah. Because before that, a computer looked like a big horrible who would have went that in the front room and then the iMac came out and I mean it was like wow and it encouraged people to learn about computers you know yeah. especially like someone like me at the time who was like a mum you know and then I got the iMac and I was like woohoo on the internet changed my life <laughs> you know people were all upskilling and you know I think like what you're saying Liberty about seeing opportunities Mm. It's a time of huge, huge change, and we've got the option to change. And I think that what's great right now is that there hasn't really been a big young youth culture movement. This is it. This is it. Yeah. This is happening. Yeah. You know, since the rave days, you know, we had punk, we had all these mods, we had punk, we had the ravers, and now that after that. Uh, Generation X or Y or whatever they've called them, they've all became quite neutral. Yeah, oh, I remember the. I'm <laughs> just thinking a yeah. rave day. I remember going to an illegal rave with my friends in a car, waiting in a bunch of cars because we didn't know where we were going. Where were going? <laughs> it was, it was like, oh, wow. what are we doing wow. here? And they're just like, we'd all be waiting in the car. And they're like, right, everybody follows this car, and everybody drive to this in the middle of this. Oh, it was so good having a beeper. Do you remember the little beepers with a little message on it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. And then you could go to a phone box and beep into your answering machine. Yeah. That's how you found out. Oh That's dear, cool. gosh, all of this. Oh, yeah, it's all, it's eventually all... share with my kids. I, know, I, I was just saying the other day. I was talking to a friend of mine. And we were just saying, yeah, you know, back in the day, you had to work really, really hard to be cool. Now all you've got to do is go on Facebook and you know everything or Instagram. Well, there is that and there is the evil of it too. We did get away with, nobody had pictures. 
of oh us doing all this stuff. That's why it all oh happened. My. I know. Now you can't do it. You can't do anything now about someone getting a picture. No, you can't mm. do anything. I mean, they have it much harder like that. Their life's very different yeah. um, in that way. So in terms of yeah. active padder, yeah. um, I was having a look at your website, actually. You put lots of like yoga classes on there, haven't you? Yeah. Well, basically, when um, I am a yoga teacher, but when with the lockdown, I've just done so much online yoga um, because it was just a way of give back and a way of me staying connected with people and actually that's now really developed into and I've actually got some new classes that are going to be launched on my website this week and they are more more like what we were talking about at the beginning um, more how to take yoga on and off the mat and to understand that uh, through that yoga can be used as like a lot you know incorporate it into your life not like a life coach it's not that it's more like personal development mm -hmm. it's more like investing in yourself you know uh, for your future because one it's all very clear that we need to be a lot healthier than we are now if yeah. you know this virus isn't going away so the only way to really combat it is to invest in your own personal health and the health yeah. of your families. Staying active, you know, yoga practice and also positive visualization and meditation techniques. So these, this is going to be incorporated into one, um, like a session really. And that session is going to be as I've been working on this for a while, how to put it together. So that that's going to be new. And I'm going to stop teaching yoga online I, um, and just do this because I want people to, I think that people really want to invest in themselves. They see yeah. that that's better value than investing in a new pair of shoes is to invest in yourself right now mm. because you are your own future. Without your good health and good well-being, there is nothing. There is nothing. And no, and I think you're absolutely right because um, what people have known from this whole kind of COVID situation is that if there, there are so many people with underlying causes um, where they're saying that there's, this has sort of come to light more than ever, you know, like um, yeah. because people, you know, they're talking about people who haven't looked after themselves or whatever, they, those are the people who are mo most fearful. And I think if you are at this sort of stage, this is the time now to take real action and look after yourself, isn't it? And invest in yourself and your well-being and you might think well i don't want to pay money for for that well what do you what what do you want to do with your money then Just yeah money. i think people are seeing money differently aren't sit they over there and look at it or do you want to put it into yourself yeah, yeah i think um materialistically especially and for me even I say for me, even like I'm an angel, but it's shone a light on how much money I wasted on absolute shite that I didn't need. Yeah. Um, so, so true. Now there's nowhere to go anyway. So when was I ever going to wear them? Um, Amazon, just like all that kind of actually like capitalist, just rubbish that I was buying into. I've watched Elon Musk and Jeff Be Bezos or whatever he's called. All those people get richer during lockdown. And I just think, what's it all for and i've been feeding all those machines and actually 
really, like you say, Mickey, that comes down to, I'm all I've got. Me and James, that's all our kids have got. And what lockdown just amplified that, that, you know, the four of you are in the house together and you just gotta, you gotta be the best you can be physically, mentally, because how long is this gonna go on for? Um, and the thing you said about creating the best environment, the mood, the way you lead, you know, you're leading those, those young minds and bodies. And, and yeah, I mean, stop spending money on, I don't know, God, the stuff I was buying is just like, what? Yeah, so I, I think a lot of people- But we did actually say that we stopped spending money during the, the whole of lockdown. I didn't spend any money on any yeah. stuff. No, it, and, and that's what made me think, and James is like, my credit card bill was really low this month. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, and it's actually embarrassing, you know, the stuff without thinking, just even stuff like driving home from school and I would stop and, you know, buy snacks or whatever and, you know, stop at the supermarket. And that, when all of that stuff stopped, it just, it was overindulgence as well. You know, oh, I need to get some whatever. I'll just stop and, oh, I've spent 50 quid. And when you're paired down to survival and, and looking after your mind and your body and just being a core unit again, and you realize how much you don't need and how important the mind is, the body is, and, and what it is to be decent. And that was one of the other things I liked about looking out for your neighbors, checking in on your family and not taking things for granted. And I think... Mickey, that that's an amazing thing that you're doing because I, I just hope that people will um, buy into that because I feel like they definitely will. Um, I just hope that people are, 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 are feeling the way I'm feeling because yeah. there's gotta be some um, silver lining to all of this. And I think that's one that, that is coming. I think that you're onto a really good I thing. I think the thing, the thing is now on um, the people level, that the thing is now it's how you navigate out of this this is this yeah. is, there will be there will be people um like we were saying about at the beginning that have just became so fearful yeah uh, became victims of the situation and that's what that's what none of us want we don't want to be the victims of the situation yeah. so what we've got to do is we've got to really understand what is it that's going to take us to the other side you know, it's navigating out of the storm now. And, um, you know, talking about big, brave and courageous decisions, you know, that's all feeds into it, that the only way out is your health. Yeah. And your well-being. And that's your mental and physical health. They're tied together. So, and it's not about um, yoga backflipping across the room. Do you know what I mean? That's not, and that's one of the things why I'm, I'm reframing these classes and sessions is because I want people to understand that that stuff that you see on Instagram, people handstanding and backflipping and bending and blah, blah, blah. First of all, a lot of those people are gymnasts or they're from a dance background and that, that is completely unachievable. Mm. It's good to have physical goals, but what those goals must be realistic and not delusional. Mm, yeah and also to, to just be realistic about what age you are and what what parameters and what you really want from your physical practice why what, what i want from my physical practice i want to be fit i want to be fit enough to live my life you know yeah. i'm not going to run the london marathon so i don't need to be at that level and i'm not going to be at the in the olympics but i want to be fit enough 
to live the life that, that I want to. And I want to also have ease in my mind. You know, I, I, being fit, having a fit body is one thing, but if you're completely anxious all the time, you know, that's, that's another thing. And so it's about tying that whole thing together and seeing yourself in a positive light, seeing yourself as being positive, see yourself as that happy person. You know, whenever you think about yourself, see yourself as a happy person when I do positive visualization for my own personal practice when I close my eyes and I see myself I see myself really happy and I go lock into uh, a feeling in my heart of something really happy that's happened in my life and when you feel that you can feel the euphoria of that thing um, in your heart and it, you can feel the happiness rise to the surface and that's just unlocking a feeling of happiness just like going back to what we were saying at the beginning you can do the, exactly the same with a negative thing you can right. go like that you could go into this you could listen to the news tonight and go boom boom mm -hmm. black cloud so when you when you're doing a positive visualization it's not a sort of it's not something about that's something that's really like ridiculous and daft it's about seeing yourself mm -hmm. being happy and reminding yourself that you can be happy that you've been happy before because a lot of the time when people feel low they forget how it is to feel happy and that's and using very 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 simple positive visualization techniques along with breath work is a way of stepping towards meditation because as I said before meditation is not sitting around in a room with your eyes closed and thinking about your problems meditation is lifting yourself out of your physical body and almost like seeing yourself from above it's a transcending experience and to get there takes a lot of steps takes a lot of steps to get there oh mickey we could talk to you <laughs> all day Seriously, <laughs> I, could, I don't I think i'm gonna get any more on the tape on here <laughs> <laughs> i think so can you tell people where can they find you you can find me on activepada.com uh active padder facebook active padder instagram and i also have a mickey monroe instagram and they can come on and look at what you're selling as well can't they to... yeah i have a, a shop um on my website where you can buy sustainable organic mm. cotton uh active wear and uh you can book a class with me or you can go on my youtube and practice lots of different yoga classes and have a little play around with those um and i and if you join my facebook or and or my instagram i have live classes there as well that you amazing can just, i'm gonna uh, have a look at them myself actually yeah if you um, go you go onto my website activepada.com forward slash pada tv it's called yeah um, no i saw that today actually it's really good as well the videos are Really? Yeah, lots of YouTube stuff on there. Something for everyone because I do, I do this series called "Getting Older, Getting Fitter," 
which is um, I teach now to people that are 80 that just wow. started that in the lockdown. And like most people say, I wish I tried this years ago. Ah. And, and they said that they, they weren't sure if they were becoming more flexible, but they definitely felt happier. Oh, that's so good. That's felt, really good. An, over, an overriding feeling of wellness. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's encouraged them to go out walking more. Um, they've learned some mindful walking techniques, um, which is also really nice. Um, and um, so that's that's great. That's one of my that's my little converts converting. Yeah, that's people. that is brilliant. Yeah. So it's been absolutely amazing to talk to you, um, and I think we've learned a lot from you. And I I think you know I think. Uh, you know everything you do um is just really positive actually yeah, <laughs> amazing um, amazing i love the way you know you step you, it's just the way you see things you see things quite differently to you know a lot of people and people could <laughs> do with taking a bit of note actually on how to sort of move forward and how to yeah. grow and how to get through things yeah. you know so you always thank ask you for me all your tools head. and yeah. tips yeah, and you can always ask me on my website. There's a little box that says, ask me a question. So if you can always um, ping me over a question about anything related to any of these subjects, and I'm more than happy to answer them. Oh, thank um, you, Mickey. It's a pleasure. It's really been lovely. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for having me and thank have a wonderful afternoon. You too.